0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rail Group On Air, a joint podcast by RTNS, Railway Age, and IRJ Magazines. I am your host, Bill Wilson. I am the editor-in-chief of RTNS Magazine, and welcome to another podcast. This is Rail Group On Air. In this episode of Rail Group On Air, we check in on the progress of the construction of Virgin Train USA's Orlando Extension Phase 2, and we spend a few minutes with new NRC Chairman Jim Hansen, who is the CCO of Herzog Contracting Corporation. It was a sunny day in early December when Virgin Trains USA held a media day for the Orlando Extension Phase 2 at Orlando International Airport. Two stops were made on the police-escorted bus trip, one on the project's vehicle maintenance facility site, and another at the Taylor Creek Bridge site. The Orlando Extension Phase 2 is currently the Godzilla of rail projects in North America. When all is said and done, there will be 170 miles of track from Orlando to West Palm Beach and 35 miles of track from Orlando to Cocoa along State Route 528. The statistics behind the project are staggering. 491,000 rail ties. 2.35 million tons of granite and limestone transported by 20,000 rail cars. 225 million pounds of steel, two million spikes and bolts, six million cubic yards of rail embankment fill, 55 bridges, four underpasses, three trenches, 600 acres of permanently preserved wetlands. Here's Virgin Trains USA's president and CEO, Patrick Goddard.
1: The first privately held passenger rail system in the United States in over 100 years. It's a $4 billion investment total, and it's really the reinvention of train travel in America, where we're connecting two cities that are too short to fly and too long to drive. There's been a talk for decades about connecting Central Florida with South Florida by rail. Um, What you're seeing here today is it's actually happening. Right behind us, you can see heavy equipment moving earth. Um, As Brian just said, in February of next year, we'll start building our vehicle maintenance facility right behind me here. Um, We're going to be building our station at the Intermodal facility uh, and that's going to connect trains on the hour between Central Florida and South Florida. We currently have an operation connecting uh, Miami to uh, West Palm Beach that started operation in January of 2018. So if your viewers want to skip the last 70 miles of traffic, you can drive south, park in our West Palm Beach station and skip those last 70 miles. Uh, Our trains are operating today. They'll make that trip in an hour regardless of time of day or day of week. Um, And very soon, we'll be connecting all the way from right here in Orlando um, and it'll be an additional two hours between here and West Palm Beach.
0: When prime contractor Hubbard Construction Company started construction in May 2019, the vehicle maintenance site was underwater. Fixing the area required massive land clearing and fill operations. Six miles of track will be laid at the vehicle maintenance site, and when complete, It will hold a total of 10 train sets.
1: We're looking at, you know, by the time we're done and stabilize our south Florida system, we're looking at 3 million annual passengers. um, And that's going to grow to, we believe that once we've got Orlando stabilized, uh, 6 million passengers, and that's excluding the boardings that we anticipate from these additional stations that we plan to build. This is brand new rail that's being constructed between here along 528 for the 35 or so miles until we connect with the Florida East Coast Railroad right around sort of the Cocoa curve. Um, uh, but as we did in South Florida, uh, we're modernizing and upgrading the existing track. We're adding a second track and we're modernizing all of the systems, all of the signals, all of the uh, great crossings, uh, all, all along the corridor.
0: The engineering challenges are plentiful on this job. Just listen to Virgin Trains USA's Executive Vice President of Infrastructure, Michael Segelis, explain the utility work.
2: There's lots of utilities. We have, um, we will pass, and I'll point out to you when we do, uh, Florida Gas Transmission Line. Uh, we're actually building a bridge over a buried Florida Gas Transmission Line uh, right here, uh, right along, where you see those green flags. Uh, That is And you see the green pipe, Uh, that's a force main relocation that serves the uh, conserve uh, facility right next to us. Uh, So we relocated that so that it wasn't under our building. Um, We have uh, fiber. We have six commercial carriers that have fiber in the railroad right of way, Um, and that fiber is being consolidated into a single modern duct bank, Uh, so it will create brand new facilities for those carriers. Uh, we have uh, com. Uh, we have uh, power. Uh, power relocation. I'll point out along the uh, the 528 corridor, uh, both distribution and transmission are affected. Uh, so uh, we have, and and within the Goa campus, we have a tremendous amount of water lines. Uh, their main fiber uh, communication uh, duct is uh, we we cross. Uh, so lots of utilities.
0: Our second stop was the Taylor Creek bridge site where we walked on a temporary wood trestle. Crews are using the trestle to construct the bridge which has piles as deep as 270 feet into the small body of water.
2: All we'll be doing is continuing on across the creek with this temporary trestle Um, and um, it'll be a deck just like this and it, uh, a crane like this, this is a 777, a Manitowoc 777, uh, can traverse this trestle and be the permanent bridge
0: site. From the Atlantic, we moved to the Pacific, where I had the chance to talk to new NRC Chairman Jim Hansen in San Diego about the performance of the rail marketplace and how he is going to lead the association. So talk about
3: 2019 as, as how it went in terms of the industry. Okay. If you describe it. All right. All right. Well, uh, twenty twenty nineteen was twenty nineteen was really an interesting year. There was a lot of demand on the industry with all the uh, uh, the flood the, the flood support for the two major Western Class yeah. One railroads. Uh, the demand uh, the with the, the implement the implementation of PSR throughout the industry. Uh, demand for suppliers to kind of up their game. Uh, minimize the impact on track. So as those, those have been exciting challenges that I think the industry overall has met uh, uh, enthusiastically and those, those opportunities create uh, other avenues of business for the supply community. What do you think 2020 is going to be like? 2020 is going to be, uh, we're cautiously optimistic. Um, Although uh, there is some challenges with regulatory issues with some of the tariffs that are in place right now. And we're cautiously optimistic uh, with an election year coming up that some of those uh, pressures uh, kind of relax a little bit. And then with the new trade agreement between Canada, the U.S. and uh, Mexico, there's there's, there's reasons for optimism there as well. So you're the new NRC chairman. Can you want to you want to talk about what's on your agenda? Well, I'll tell you what. I have a forty-three year veteran. Been part of this NRC, uh, attending these conferences since 1988. Believe it or not, Bill. So it's uh, really watched the evolution of this. Of involve. Uh, my agenda is. I got a couple of things. I want to continue. Uh, uh, the to be a good steward of the industry, if that makes sense to you, I think it's really important that we are a viable trade association. That we are not considered, a, you know, a boondoggle destination. That there's there's a lot of value uh, to our to our association members, and I'm going to work diligently on behalf of the entire membership, uh, over a thousand members plus. So uh, everyone's been talking about the flooding events of 2019.
0: It seems you know with. Or whatever you want to call it, climate change, global warming, whatever you want to call it, there has been more extreme weather events. Yeah, is that something to be conscious about in this industry that
3: you know, there could be a lot more years like
0: twenty nineteen?
3: Uh, abs- absolutely. That's um, you know I, you know, obviously working for Herzog, um, you know that's we we played a major major role in the uh, disaster recovery here in the midwest this past year and uh the technology that we've developed uh technology that my competitors and fellow nrc members are developing is uh, absolutely its every bit on the forefront just you know getting to be ready these railroads cannot afford to be down do you want to talk about the technology advancement it seems like it's really coming to
0: a head here in this industry it's there's been a lot of advances, and there's going to be a lot of more
3: advances coming up. You know, it's a, it's amazing to see um, to see the transformation uh, in in my career, especially in the last five five years. It's just been unbelievable. You got AI, artificial intelligence. You got you got vision systems in there. The whole game is changing, and it's all predicated on in uh, the inspection platform. So you got predictive predictive engineering modeling now, you got railroads, uh, autonomous geometry systems. It's just we're really, really in an exciting time. I mean can you predict you say you said the last five years, can you predict, predict what's gonna happen in the next in the you know next what years? I, I I I wish I could be a little bit more specific on that. I know that you know this is a very competitive industry and I know everybody in the everybody is trying to they want they want to get positioned so they can partake in this.
0: I mean, this technology is going to have kind of a ripple effect as far as, you know, labor and maybe taking some workers off the job. Do you see that as a concern or is it just going to be like, well, we'll take the workers off the job here and put them in, else, in other places? Or is there going to be a labor concern here with you, this technology? You know,
3: that's really a good question. And uh, that's that's been correlated through the um, through the association. There There is concern on that. But if we want to, if I have a, a railroad uh, NRC member, wants to be prevalent in today's industry, his technology better be in place. And uh, remember, like Mr. Creel said this morning, uh, you know, get on that track, get on, off, take advantage of these short working windows and uh, be able to answer the bell when needed. Anything else you want to add? You know, I just, um, it's, we are blessed to be in the railroad industry first and foremost. And the NRC, what I'm really proud of is uh, not only a professional uh trade association, but the the networking opportunities, a chance to sit down and rub elbows with a gentleman like Mr. Keith Creel, Um, you know, you got Eric Geringer from the Union Pacific, the the list goes on and on with great, great people here in attendance, and it's just a wonderful opportunity for all our members to be able to uh, engage in the industry.
0: That was Jim Hansen, the new NRC chairman. I also would like to thank Virgin Trains USA for the media tour and the access to their people. That's all we have for this podcast. Stay tuned for our next podcast in two weeks. I'm Bill Wilson, and I will see you down the line.